Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monticelli, the host of this podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Over the years, after having interviewed so many people on so many different topics, I realized that what interested my audience wasn't really the individual topics per se, but was how it impacted them, how it touched their soul. So I'll invite you all to lay back, put your feet up, and if you like what you hear, leave a review, five-star review. I'd appreciate that. So just enjoy your listening. Now this week I have a guest who's speaking to us from Israel, uh, David Harold Green. David Green, say hello, David, to our audience. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's great to be, be on with Rome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you, let me tell you a, a little bit about him, and then we'll get down to the nitty gritty. There's just so much to talk about with this man. And, um, well, you know, first comes to the top of my head from reading a little bit about you, David. I see that you've worked in the music industry. So, you do talk about the United States, I believe, and it can't, comes to mind, what's a nice boy like you doing in Israel now, or have you always lived in Israel? Okay, you've set me up for a great story. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll add another country in there. I'm from Canada. Oh, good. Uh, from Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, I was completely immersed in the music business yeah uh when, when i was say... 16 years old oh okay so we're talking teens and, uh right as a songwriter i uh -huh. i um i was already a staff writer for a m records which was a big company at the uh -huh. time um and i was so immersed in the music business that i was very disconnected from myself ah. because i was running so fast after success uh -huh. And success in a very big way. And I went out to LA when I was uh, 16 uh -huh. and met with all these major record companies yeah. uh, promoting my music. And uh, I got to rub shoulders with all the top musicians and producers and the A&R departments and record companies. And this is before you and were 20? Yes. Wow. And I th when I looked at 20 as you're over the hill, if you don't <laughs> succeed by then, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, so when I was 18, I was recording an album in L.A., uh -huh. and I was very much involved in the R&B uh, music ah, scene. Nice. Um, R&B for our international audience is rhythm and blues. Uh, uh -huh. Right. Mainly a black, uh, black. black artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, and um, I came from a strong jazz, sort of more, more experimental music. Mm -hmm. But I still wanted to make it big in the pop market without sacrificing my artistic yeah. integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I, this producer I was working with, had he won numerous Grammy Awards in the past, and he couldn't accept his award that year. And he asked me if he should win, if I would be able to accept his award on his behalf. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, very, very exciting. But, but a little bit too exciting because what happened was I... Uh, got into the limousine. He arranged for me, rented a tuxedo, got my special pass <laughs> and head down the highway in L.A. And I I uh, was, uh, you know, someone gave me something to relax me, but it okay. made me fly a little too high. Oh, my God. And, uh, um, <laughs> and I, I'm heading down the highway with my my feet like above my head. Oh my God. And 
and I'm I uh sorry, but it's it's hysterical. <laughs> and then I I'm like I started I wasn't at all religious at, at the time. Ah. And and something made me just like pray, God, please don't let him win because I was so afraid. <laughs> I just didn't want to go up in front of millions of people oh, watching on television yeah. and forget his name. You know, oh, like, my... it was like it was like it wasn't a panic attack, but it was the next best thing. Yeah. So uh, uh, thank God he did not win. Oh, thank God. But because because I had a special VIP pass, I was able to go to this big celebration after uh -huh. where all these rooms of the hotel had different themes. The, yeah. ba the, the Count Basie's orchestra and oh, one and nice. And there was nice. a disco room. And then I went into this room where all these artists like like they, they kept, uh, you know, like talking to each other and meeting people and watching videos of the Grammys. And and um, I saw someone who was basically everything I was running after becoming. Uh -huh. He was the, the one of the greatest jazz musicians and he had a, a pop hit that year. Uh -huh. So he did not sacrifice this as artistic, artistic integrity mm -hmm. and yet still was very successful in, in uh -huh. the pop market. That was what I was trying to do. And I looked at my God standing in front of me there and he looked to me totally depressed. Oh my he, God. Okay. A... Now when you say your God is, is this? <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I looked at this person that was like an idol to me and he just looked like a miserable person. Okay. And I'm starting to I feel this... miserable myself. <laughs> just listening. <laughs> I get I had this shot of awareness, uh -huh. this inner awareness and this, you know, conscious awareness that I was running way too fast yeah. to be something yeah. that could become miserable. Right? And I sure. said to myself, you know what? Maybe I should run towards happiness, mm -hmm. discover what makes me happy, and then use my music as an expression of that, okay. as opposed to run after okay. this whole vision of success. And I turned around, I went to college, mm -hmm. went to music composition school, and then I eventually felt a, a lot of uh, pull in different directions in my religious identity. And I wanted to resolve that, and mm -hmm. I decided to go to Israel, uh, and okay, that's where that's where I became like much more in touch with my real self, uh -huh. and discovered more m m what what it means to believe in God. And, okay, now and, wait, wait, wait. Now we're going too fast here. Still running, oh, still running, still running. Okay. Okay. Now well, I got more in touch with myself, <laughs> yeah. and my music flourished. That okay. became the. And then I knew something was right. All right. Everything started. You were on flowing. the path. You were on on the I right was track. On a path. Okay. Now. Right. But right. now this this uh, big key word that emerges in everything you've written to me and and, and is is soul. All right. Apart from your music, rhythm, blues, and the soul, but we're talking soul here at a at a different level. And um, I did get you from Toronto to Israel, and you know, you've drawn the picture, you've designed that for us, and you've explained that. But then, of course, yes, bringing yourself more in touch with your, uh, let's say, your religious side, your spiritual side, um, yeah. that country helped you. That's clear. But you emphasize the soul so much. And we, you talk about pictures of your soul, all things soul. Um, when I asked you to write topics that you would be interested in talking about, you write the anatomy of the soul. Um, now, I I just have to bring you there right away, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. 
Now, um, but but I'm afraid because there's so many other things that you you can say. So what about if I ask you a question and you can try to answer it? <laughs> yeah, and okay. I'll try to answer it quickly okay. so you can no. ask more questions. Yeah, right. Okay. So so now we have. <laughs> um, so you're uh, obviously you become less materialistic, and and your priorities have have changed um, dramatically. You, dramatically, and interests have changed. What? in, I'll say it, God's name, brought you to talk about the soul and its anatomy. What made you be drawn by that? I mean, I, in a good way, I'm asking you, you know, but I'm curious. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a tremendous amount of writing in yes. Jewish philosophy uh -huh. and Hasidic learning yes. that, that discusses what the soul is uh -huh. and how what's called the avodas Hashem, the, the service of God, which is connecting your soul to your inner awareness and to your to your your, your relationship with God. Uh -huh. And um, the more you learn what the soul is and yeah. how it interacts with the body and yeah. what the challenges are yeah. and what our purpose is in this world, then the more you actually have the opportunity to connect to God because that soul is a gift from him that we have. It's a considered a, it, it's an untouchable jewel. Uh -huh. Like I teach classes on self-esteem that are based on the fact that there's an absolute precious soul that nobody can hurt. Nobody can take away from you. And we have actually two souls. Mm -hmm. We'll get into the anatomy, uh -huh. but one, one is a divine soul. And if someone digs down deep inside themselves, that eventually what they'll find is this incredible jewel that shines and it's for us to have to remove away distractions in our lives we have to learn how to turn off our phones yes we have to learn how to remove ourselves from the busyness of the world around us yeah and listen to that voice inside and if we dig deep enough eventually we're going to hear something very precious speak to us. But there's another soul, which is called the animal soul. Uh -huh. Just like uh, your dog, you look in the eyes of a dog yeah. and you can see there's life there. So yeah. how can you not have a soul? Right. It does have right, a soul, right. but it's an animal soul. Uh -huh. We too have an animal soul. And that's why we feel a struggle between our animal side and our divine side. Mm -hmm. And what we learn how to do is how to let the divine side utilize the animal side, not reject it, not push it away. There's nothing wrong with desires. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with with eating. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with, with sexuality. It's all a matter of using it in a way that elevates us as opposed to pull us away. Uh -huh. So it's like analogy is like a horse and a rider. Mm -hmm. You have the rider is, is supposed to be in control. Yeah. But they use the horse in a very positive way to go, let's say, to give someone food. Right. They can use that horse as a that physical, animalistic, yeah. you know, tool to in order to do something very holy. Mm -hmm. um, but what happens is, if you let the horse lead you, yeah, then the horse, the rider is going to fall off or get out of control, and the horse will lead you. So, to our animal soul. We have to be very careful that it does not become the leader. Uh -huh. It's only a tool, and therefore it can be used to enjoy the physical world and elevate the physical world into a spiritual into a spiritual realm. Okay, now this brings me to that picture. You see, for those of you who have the benefit of the video, you will see David um, with a 
uh, background and in the background there's a hand and there is a phone and there's an uh, an image on the phone uh, and at the top real you project can you tell us about that i certainly can <laughs> um <clears throat> i i spent years teaching people about who they are um oh, well and... wait 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 don't you just can't throw that at us here <laughs> teaching people about who they are that's a loaded right. you know gun there yeah well what happened was i was i was in toronto for a number of years after uh -huh. i'd been in israel and i started teaching i became a rabbi yeah and i started teaching uh young couples um or singles sorry and uh i had about 300 people would come out every sunday night and um i decided that um what i wanted to do was teach people uh, based on what they were going through in the room at the time when I was yeah. teaching them. Yeah. So I looked at these singles and I said, you know what? Some of these people are very lonely. Yeah. Some of these people are suffering from self-esteem. So many of these people don't know how to make choices in life that are critical. Yeah. And what I found was the overriding issue was that these people do not know what makes them unique as an individual right. okay there you go Get it and that it. began a mm -hmm. process of a whole series of classes yeah. called called journey to the real you okay and mm -hmm. uh i have an album called journey to the real you mm -hmm. and in a book i wrote called a book about you mm -hmm. it's all teaching them how to discover what's unique about them mm -hmm. and how god does not want them to be anybody else but who they are mm -hmm. with all the hang-ups they have those mm -hmm. are only part of that's just part of the package of what you're supposed to struggle with in life as part of elevating yourself. Yeah. So that became my theme. And that's why my, my, my uh, website is real you project. It's mm -hmm. all about getting to know who you are. And the reason why there's a candle on the, uh, on, on the selfie, mm -hmm. because it's, you're looking at yourself and it says in Proverbs that the soul of man is the candle of God. Mm -hmm. which means that the soul resembles a candle in that the soul is attached to a, a physical body, mm -hmm. which is a very strange concept to start with. Yeah. How could something spiritual Incarnated. connect to physical? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it's always rising, wanting to reconnect to its source. Uh -huh. It wants to connect it's, back up yeah. to God. Okay. Yet God says, no, you have a mission in this world. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make you like a flame connected to a wick. Okay. That you leaves you down here until it's time for you to move on to the next world. And then the candle then goes up and mm -hmm. then reunites with its creator. Mm -hmm. So that candle, if you, you can even feel that candle inside of you. If you, if you like close your eyes and, and breathe and get in touch with this life force within you, mm -hmm. you feel a spiritual flow going throughout your body which is a very strange thing how could a spiritual flow be inside something physical why doesn't it just run away so um the anatomy of the soul is is uh, a very complex very in-depth study and that's what my book called pictures of your soul actually does it even has illustrations of how the soul interacts with the blood in the body mm -hmm. when the blood is actually the point of contact between the 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 soul and and the the, the flesh of a person okay so in wait fact, let's get that name the name of the book again please 
It's called Pictures of Your Soul. Pictures of Your Soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And the whole idea in that book is like, it's answering all these questions that you think you can't answer. Okay. And it's based on a Hasidic masterpiece called Tanya. Yeah. Um, how do you which how do you write that? How do you spell that? T A N Y A Tanya, okay. mm -hmm. and the Tanya goes through not only the anatomy of the soul, but yeah. also how to utilize the soul when we fall to a low level, how we lift ourselves back up, mm -hmm. how to get in touch with that soul on an experiential level and an intellectual level. Um, so in, in that, it describes, for example that you know a, a person is in hebrew yeah which is a divine language it's yeah. is a person is adam that like adam and eve right mm -hmm. adam and eve adam uh -huh. is the first letter of the alphabet of the hebrew alphabet yeah. which is aleph which stands for god uh-huh which is spirituality yeah and the second part of the word dumb adam is dumb which means blood uh-huh which means that a person is made out of the spiritual soul, which is God-like, right. the divine soul, and the blood, how, and connected in the blood. How fantastic. How fan I mean, I'm seeing it as you're saying it. It's absolutely fantastic uh, that you have put in, you've been able to put into words through all of your cultural uh, preparation and and your spiritual preparation it conceptually presenting something that is so difficult to see because for many people i mean i've even pastors all kinds of religious clergymen have said well you know i'm talking in the abstract now you know i'm 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 hypothesizing you know right. and and i've always had to I need to take a step back and say, hmm, but having it mentioned in this way when we are talking about blood is so refreshing. I mean, it is so refreshing that I, I, I've I, just become energized, you know, as if you've given me a shot of something that has given me the energy to do everything now. It's fantastic, David. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely we're fantastic. We're just beginning. <laughs> well, go on. Go on. <laughs> okay. Well, um, it also says in the Bible at the very beginning, mm -hmm. what we call the Torah yeah. is uh, the Torah in, stands for the word instructions for living, mm -hmm. Torah Chaim, instructions mm -hmm. for living, which yeah. is it's all a manual for life. Mm -hmm. And um, it says that God breathed the soul into man. Mm -hmm. Now, when when we make the breathing sound it makes the letter hey which yeah. is hey which is the breathing sound mm -hmm. now there are five levels of the soul mm -hmm. so when god breathed life through the nostrils of man into the the soul into man he breathed with the letter hey which is the fifth letter of the of the alphabet, alphabet. the hebrew alphabet which represents five Mm -hmm. Right. So he breathed with the sound of the hay, the five levels of the soul into mm -hmm. man. Yeah. That's why five has the sound hay, because that's what he breathed into us, the mm -hmm. five levels of the soul. Okay. Now, the le lowest level of the soul is called the nephesh, mm -hmm. 
And the nefesh is basically what I was referring to when you close your eyes and you feel within yourself this flow of this life that's just alive within you. Mm -hmm. And that's the lowest level of the soul, but it's connected to the highest level of the blood. Now, uh -huh. that sounds like a strange expression. Why well, would there be yeah. a higher level of the blood? Well, there's a level of the blood which is almost like a vapor. It's mm -hmm. the most abstract, almost metaphysical. Yeah. And therefore, it's the bridge between the spiritual and the physical is found within that realm of the blood. Mm -hmm. And therefore, everything that we go through in our daily lives mm -hmm. is if is affecting the soul and the blood as they intertwine. Mm -hmm. So the right ventricle of the of the heart and the left ventricle of the heart are connected to the souls in different ways. So, for example. Um, let's say somebody has an anger problem. Right. Okay. Now that's the animal soul taking a hold of the person. Yeah. And the person loses control and starts to scream at the family at the <laughs> table. Right. You mean that was that's... that that soul of mine who was arguing with my husband this <laughs> afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the animal soul okay. arguing. Now, now let's say. Um, you know, this person has a hard time with anger. Yes. So they they decide, you know what? I have a I have a tool to control my anger. Uh-huh. Um now, by the way, when a person becomes angry, their blood flows to their face. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. You can see anger on the face because the blood, blood. which is connected mm -hmm. to the animal soul as well, yeah. Yeah. pumps blood to yeah. the brain, and you're seeing yeah. that 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 anger showing through mm -hmm. so now i if i want to control my anger what i i have is a, a very a powerful uh tool what i have is something called an anger robe what's an anger robe an anger robe goes like this i am getting very angry inside i haven't shown it to anyone else but I know myself that I'm going to lose control unless I do something to stop myself. Uh -huh. And if I just tell myself to stop myself, it's, I'm not going to be able to do it. I just, I've failed too many times at this. So what right. I'm going to do is I have an anger robe upstairs in my room. So mm -hmm. I'm going to get up from the dining room table mm -hmm. and I'm going to go out and walk slowly up the stairs. I'm going to walk into my room. I'm going to open the closet and I'm going to take out my anger robe uh -huh. and I put it on and tie the belt and come back down to the table. Okay. And by the time I come back down to the table, there's no more anger. all that animal <laughs> soul has dropped. Yeah. And then I'm a person who's in control. Mm -hmm. Right. So learning the patterns of the animal soul enables us to gain control so that the divine soul is the one who's running the show as opposed to the animal soul. And that's a simple example with anger, but it applies to all kinds of desires that are below yeah. our dignity, uh, overeating, you know, knowing how to to protect yourself from falling into places that are not where you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, um, and you know, and this when I'm listening to you and uh, and it brings it chimes in the words that you wrote to me was that a big part of knowing who you are is knowing what you are and this is hence the anatomy of the soul 
Um, and knowing that will make you orient in a space that previously was unknown. This go on. I'm sorry. I'm, I just have to comment because I was trying to make, you know. <laughs> right. Well, what happens is um, the more you know what you are. Yeah. The more you develop a sense of control. Yes. To be able to live to, as with you that wish. awareness. Yeah. Awareness. And so yeah. what I do with my book, Pictures of Your Soul, is I start with the expectation that people know nothing. Uh-huh. And I take a person through a walk through the forest. Yeah. And you let them just notice that they're alive, moving away from the busyness of the world around them, mm -hmm. and start asking, well, what is that thing that is inside you that is alive? Mm -hmm. And gradually, as I move through the book, I answer a lot of questions about, like, how does a soul stay within a physical body? Yeah. Um, where is the soul? What's the anatomy of the soul? Yeah. How do I grow with my souls? And what happens is the reading of the book is very much a meditative process uh -huh. because it, any if something if you just say soul, then people don't know what you're talking about. Right. Sure. Even if you even if you feel that you're alive, it doesn't mean that you are in touch with your soul yeah. in a deep way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. By reading the book, you become familiar with that inner self to a point where now you can start having a relationship with that inner self yeah, yeah, because you're starting to get to know, Oh, wow. Look what happens when I, when I feel inspired, mm -hmm. the, the, the right ventricle of the heart is communicating to the brain and the brain is sending back down signals to the rest of the body, mm -hmm. enlightening it with a sense of, of, of life and, and vigor. Yeah. And when, when the animal soul takes over, wow, look what it does to me. Yeah. And, and I, I try to teach people um, to become aware of the soul on a much deeper and more refined level mm -hmm. so that they can walk away with that awareness when they even when they are around all kinds of busyness, mm -hmm. when they go to the office and they talk to people, are they talking to these people with that awareness of who they are and what they are? Mm -hmm. If they if they develop that enough while they're on their own, then when they place themselves back into an environment that's not so conducive of spirituality, mm -hmm. they can hold themselves up and re remember who they are and they become a transformed person. Okay. Now I can talk to a person and I can say, I, I'm, I, I'm not an animal. I'm an elevated being. I'm yeah. a person with a divine soul. Um, I have no right to have a lack of self-esteem because I've been created in the image of God, which is yeah. this divine soul that that is so elevated. Mm -hmm. And therefore, yeah. it in, it doesn't breed arrogance. It just breeds dignity. Mm -hmm. and I'm therefore looking through I, your, as you're speaking, I'm looking through your book and it's full of beautiful photography. Um, it's just fabulous to, to leaf through. And um it's chat well i won't say more but it's very much worth a um a read and not only a one read for people who are not uh, who don't come from uh, the uh, jewish culture and from this spiritual background but um you you if i if you know i'm sorry that i interrupted you but i'm looking here and it, there's divided into so many parts. And the first is the big picture. Now, 
And under the big picture, you know, where is my soul? What do you mean by the big picture? Well, that's sort of a play on words. Uh, mm -hmm. And the picture that's there is actually a very wide shot of the of Jerusalem overlooking the Temple Mount and the Western Wall. Yes. So I use that visually. Mm -hmm. um, um, but b before I go on with that, uh, what I did was I did a number of illustrations yeah. in the book yeah. to show how the body and the soul are work together. Yes. But then I felt I, I, I have a friend who's a photographer who lives in the old city of Jerusalem uh -huh. who, who has spent years, um, hours a day, taking pictures of people who are on fire in prayer. Ah. And if you look in the eyes of somebody who is on fire in prayer, you're actually, it's like the the eyes are the windows of the soul. Yeah, when you say so, on fire, that obviously is a, a a metaphor for the actual, you know, what do people see when you say they're on fire in prayer? They're incredibly passionate. Yeah. They're showing their tremendous love of God. Right. That it, it completely overtakes their body mm -hmm. where they feel there's this elevated sense. And if you look in the eyes of these people in the book, you are actually seeing their soul through mm -hmm. yeah. the positions that that their prayer takes them to. Yeah. So I decided to use the pictures as a way sure. besides the illustrations. Right. It's another way right. to see the soul through yeah. the people who are sure, sure. very, very holy. And it's very um, effective. It's so very effective. Um, thank you. And, and so the big picture is starting first with basic questions. OK, yeah. And then yeah, that's right. what I do is then I zoom in to yeah. more specific and more specific and more complex and more mm -hmm. elevated concepts as I move through the book. So the idea is to take people from any background. I've yeah. been on like already 20 podcasts and a bunch more to do. And many of the people are are Christians and yeah. they're fascinated by what Jewish tradition has to offer in terms mm -hmm. of explaining sure. the anatomy of the soul. Mm -hmm. This is, comes from Kabbalistic sources. Right. And so that's that's not really something that has been adopted by other religions. So mm -hmm. it's a tremendous resource for people to understand what the soul is and how the soul responds with the world around it and how to uh, to maximize our relationship with our inner selves and, and express that. When uh, was it published, the book? It was just published about uh, uh, about four, five months ago. Oh, okay. So it's 2022. Huh? Yeah, yeah. 22. Is this yeah. your first book? No, this is my second book. My first book is the, A Book About You. That's the one about, about individual individuality. And, right. Um, and that's one that goes together with my album Journey to the Real You, uh -huh. and that and and throughout that book you have uh, the lyrics to my songs, followed by a QR code. Uh -huh. And what you can do is you can they just scan it and it'll play the song that you just re you're reading the lyrics to. Uh -huh. I have that in my new book as well as Pictures of Your Soul because my second album is called Empty Spaces, which uh -huh. is based on a based on a, um, a a spiritual meditation that goes from the nefesh level, which I was, I was describing before, the mm -hmm. lowest level of the right. soul, into the second level of the soul, which is called ruach, mm -hmm. where you actually you, you, you meditate going through the whole sort of mindfulness of the nefesh level, but then you step into a, a realm which is 
empty and that emptiness is much more mm -hmm. it's, it's it's an infinite space that yeah. you have to sort of surrender to yeah. Yeah. and that surrendering into an infinite space is you're in touch with what's called the ruach level of the soul mm -hmm. and that's a very spiritual place if a person can elevate themselves and live within the realm of ruach mm -hmm. then they 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 if you can hold on to that while you're engaging with other people then you would be able to see almost like a glow from a person who has mm -hmm. that certain shine of spiritual elevation yeah yeah, by yeah. the fact that they're living within the ruach level of the soul ah and i take it i mean this last uh, book was uh, i mean it's so so important so interesting so great that i even hate to ask because people just, you know, uh, take out, get out books as if they were, you know, just put pen to paper and start writing. And and so since the uh, the, the the phenomenon of self-publishing has been so so important and popular now, you really get so many types of things out there. And so it's, you know, it's I, I'm embarrassed to even say to you, are you thinking of another book? <laughs> yes, I am thinking okay. of another book. Okay. Um, and I, in my first book, I had a chapter called um, "Spiritual Self Defense," and um, so I'm thinking of writing another book called "Spiritual Self Defense." Good. Um, and I'll what come back that, on your. What would that be, <laughs> be about? What What that's about is. Um, if you have you ever learned uh, martial arts, uh -huh. for example, in karate, what you do is you learn how to punch first, yeah. mm -hmm. okay? And you practice punch back, punch back. And the instructor makes sure that you, you twist your arm the right way, your wrist moves right. with the punch, and you learn to punch over and over again. And you may go to a karate class, and for the first two classes, all you're doing is punching. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering, like, when am I ever going to learn how to fight? I right. want to know how to fight. Right. I don't want to just know how to punch. Mm -hmm. And then they teach you how to block. And then you have to practice blocking. And then you have to learn to punch followed by a block. Yeah. And that, then you do punch, block, kick. <laughs> you're, right? you're making me and, think of Karate Kid. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> karate. That is exactly the principle yeah. that yeah. I, I'm coming to in that in that um just like in karate kid he had to learn to do things over and over again to develop the skill to point where it becomes a reflex mm -hmm. so that if i'm in a dark alley and someone's chasing after me and i don't start thinking well maybe i should do this or that mm -hmm. you have no time mm -hmm. and the but you have developed those modules of of ref, of re responding mm -hmm. right reflexing on 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 the image or the of something coming towards you automatically makes you do a block punch kick mm -hmm. it's there for you mm -hmm. so similarly the battle between the divine soul and the animal soul the divine soul can learn the language of the animal soul and learn moves mm -hmm. knowing for example i'll use an example that's much simpler but mm -hmm. like if a person's on a diet uh -huh. And they live uh, a few blocks away from their doctor's office. So they have an appointment. 
there's two routes they can take. They can take a short route, mm -hmm. which has an ice cream store on that route, <laughs> or yeah. they can take a longer route that doesn't have an ice cream store. So mm -hmm. the first level of self-control is why tempt myself right. by the ice cream store? Walk a little longer. Mm -hmm. I'll lose a little more weight yeah. and I'll get to the doctor and everything uh -huh. will be fine. Yeah. Nope. I got to go. I'm running late. I'm going to go buy the ice cream store. That, that the, the shorter route. So well, then what happens ice cream is, store. Where is that? <laughs> then, then you pass by the ice cream store. And for some reason, you just have to use the bathroom at that point. So you go in the ice cream store to use the bathroom, not to get ice cream, <laughs> just, to to, just to go to the bathroom. Sure. And, and then if you are a, a somewhat uh, conscience oriented person, you feel bad to use the, the, the bathroom, the bathroom without buying anything <laughs> without buying something because that's meant for the customers not right, for somebody right. going to the doctor right so therefore you got to buy something so you could buy yourself a diet coke but oh my <laughs> gosh that you know jamocha almond fudge ice cream looks so good um i just i'm gonna have to have it and start my diet tomorrow so there's another level of self-defense which is while i'm outside that ice cream store know that there's going to be a punch and a kick from that store yeah. trying to get me in there. Yeah. And I have to be prepared to block it uh -huh. and move forward Okay, and go it. to the doctors. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of voices that the animal soul uh, conjures up at a time <laughs> of desire and us becoming familiar with those voices and learning how to respond to those voices develops this tremendously refined person. And mm. that's really what the book is about. Wow. I mean, we could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but I did get a peek into the future, which I'm happy about. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I have to say goodbye. I have to close this interview. I do. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I do hope to have you back on, David. Um mm. Surely, even before your book, your next book, your next project, but Please. but do keep in touch. I, I would love to talk to you again, because we've just scratched the surface, really. And it's been right. so, so interesting, especially for me, the part about the blood. I mean, that that just is it mm, <laughs> home it you know well it's just what read I read the book. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I highly recommend people to visit real you project.com uh-huh project.com mm -hmm. and there is my music there's music videos there's mm -hmm. a there's an online course which is free that you can go through journey to the real you process mm -hmm. um and you can there's links to buy the book there's links to um Good. um you can even give me a code that you want for people to get 30 percent off the book <laughs> okay if they if you what's your show is called what again multiple voices Okay, so I'll make the code voices. Okay. And if they put that as the coupon, they'll get 30% off the book. Okay. Or just go to or just go to Amazon and get it there if they want. Okay, voices. I'll have to write that down. As soon as we uh, end the could the, the interview, I'll write that down. Voices, capital letters. Is that okay? <laughs> uh no, actually make it all small because I don't know if it's case sensitive or not. Okay, small voices. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time and um this wonderful, refreshing conversation. And we'll talk mm. again, David. We'll talk again. My pleasure again. And, and enjoy the game. Yeah. Bye bye. The game. He's bye bye. talking about the World Cup soccer game, football game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.